0: The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. At the University
1: of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year on campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at ComeToMary.com. That's ComeToMary.com.
2: The <laughs> cat Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. if you're having
3: a difficult day or need some support, log on to your catholicradiostation.com and click on prayer requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the home page to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your catholicradiostation.com and click on prayer requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer.
0: This is real presence live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. And
5: welcome back, folks. We are live from uh, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary in Stanley, North Dakota, about forty miles from Canada, and uh, we're glad to be here. It's a beautiful day; the sun is shining bright. And uh, we got to start today, Father Jason, I'm here, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Jason Signalness, we got to start today with uh, Mass at 7.15, and thank you for that, uh, Father Jason. Best way to start the day. Amen. And um, folks, we have uh, as our guest this morning, Susan Askegard uh susan thank you for joining us today and we are uh anxious to hear about your ministry uh, about helping those that are incarcerated and thanks for being on the air with us this morning first of all susan can you tell us a little bit about yourself please
6: sure thank you mike and father for having me you're Um, very welcome my sisters and I were born in Pierce, South Dakota, where our parents were high school sweethearts. And I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother. I belong to St. San and Joachim Catholic Church in South Fargo, where I teach fifth grade CCD, which I absolutely love. And I'm also a member of the ministry team of Extraordinary Ministers of Holy Communion that visits the Catholic patients. Um, every day someone from our team goes to Essentia Hospital, to visit and offer Holy Communion to our Catholic patients there.
7: hmm God bless you for that work.
6: Yes. It's a beautiful, powerful ministry that, actually, 20 years ago, my sister um, was the one who kind of got that going at the hospital back when it was in and it's been going strong ever since.
5: hmm Wonderful, and uh, you say you're a member of Saint Anne in Yoakum in Fargo. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, parish that is! Yes. And uh, we are, uh, uh, and I know that you have uh, some semin- seminarians that uh, are from that parish, and some, and at least uh, one uh, 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 gentleman in fo- uh, di- diaconate formation. So we pray for those folks. Um, Susan, can you tell me uh, a little bit about your special ministry uh, that you have going on?
6: Sure. I'm in a Catholic ministry team on a team that visits women at the Cass County Jail in Fargo. And a few years ago, when the Pope declared, well, it was, I think, in December of 2015 when he declared the Jubilee Year of Mercy, I remember going through the Holy Door of Mercy at St. Mary's Cathedral and they posted the corporal works of mercy by the door. And I was just reflecting on those, and in the back of my mind, I'd always had the thought of reaching out through the church to women in prison. And since it was the year of mercy, um, it just seemed like the perfect time to actually do something about it. So I met with Deacon Stu Longton at St. Anthony's, um, who told me that Father Courtright had just been talking about getting a ministry going for the women like they'd had for years for the men. And thanks to Father Courtright, here we are three years later, and we have a thriving Catholic women's jail ministry.
5: Wonderful. Uh, what, a, what a special calling you had, uh, uh, Susan, to uh, get that call to action and uh, that is exactly what you do. You did. You put that into action.
6: Well, I, you know, it, it isn't that I feel that you know I take credit for it by any means, and mm-hmm. and I think Father was going to be doing that anyway. But they they did need lay people to facilitate that. A, a priest just can't be everywhere at all times, and so they really do count on, just like the hospital ministry, the lay people to step up and.
5: Yeah, out. yeah well how did uh, um, this desire for you to serve in this way how did that come about can you expand on that
6: well I it's funny it's when I was little I saw on TV once mm. uh, it was black and white and I don't know if it was a documentary or what but it was called women in prison and I know if my mom were here now, she'd say, why did I let you watch that? <laughs> but And it wasn't graphic or anything, but I think just the idea that women like my mom were behind bars, that just was pretty startling to me, and I just thought of how awful that would be. And, and so within those cor- corporal works of mercy, all except for this particular one are <clears throat> kind of more feasible for the average person to do, but this one sort of was is more unique and um, so I just I think it 's just always uh, we all need god 's mercy, and I think people in prison probably if especially feel that way so
5: you know i was uh, uh, Susan, I was down in uh, Sioux Falls for the faith and uh, business Conference uh, uh, a few weeks ago and uh, and uh, we had a gentleman there that was in the parish ministry. And what he talked about, his message was, uh, you know, I found out, he said, I found out that I'm getting more out of this than the folks that are behind bars. Mm -hmm. I'm gaining because of the relationship that I have with these incarcerated folks. Mm
2: -hmm.
5: And can you you relate to that, Susan?
6: I really can. I... I feel that whenever we cooperate with the work that God asks us to do, um, I remember even years ago when adoration was just really getting going in our parish, and I thought, oh, well, I'll give this hour to God. And then I quickly found out that he was giving me way more than I was giving Uh him. And the same goes for the hospital ministry. I never walk out of that hospital without feeling... That You know, God, we have the Holy Communion around our neck, and I always say Jesus walks into the room before I do, <laughs> and mm. his presence is, is there, um, whether they're able to receive or not. Um, at least we're, we're still reaching out with a visit to the people that are hurting, and the same goes for the jail as well.
7: You know, it's, it's been my experience, uh, especially when I was a seminary beginning these sorts of things, I I haven't been involved in prison ministry, but um, going into that situation uh, where you're walking into a hospital room, you're walking Mm -hmm. into a prison, Mm -hmm. how can you explain, how did you feel the first few times you did that?
6: Well, you know, uh, in both those cases, um, the patient or the woman in jail in these two cases they have to take a step towards us before we can even meet with them. So mm-hmm. um, in that way, we have a little bit of an opening because when we, we have a list of Catholic patients and um, but they can choose to see us or not. And um, sometimes we're turned away at the door and that's that's their choice. Um, and at the jail, the women are invited to come to our meeting. It's listed as one of the, on their agenda. And so they choose to leave the TV or leave their nap or whatever it is to come and be with us. So they've already taken that first step. And it's from there, you know, on occasion, you'll have a woman get up and walk out because, you know, for whatever reason, um, the priest might be talking about the Blessed Mother and maybe they have, you know, who knows. But um, we just open our door and if they come, we meet them where we're right where they are and we we start from there we go from there
7: mm-hmm. now uh, let's well, go ahead father just want to you know thank everybody for turning into real presence live today we have susan Askegaard on the phone with us here in uh, this studio in fargo and uh, i'm father jason signalis and i'm your Host here with Mike Kodrowski and uh, we're talking with Susan about her prison ministry. So, uh, now can you share with us a little bit, uh, Susan, about um, the notion of real freedom, true freedom?
6: Sure. we um, We have a set time on Sundays when we meet with the women, and it is listed as a Catholic women's group, but it is open to all women of of any faith or no faith at all. We generally have between a dozen to maybe 24 women who join us on a given Sunday. And many of the women have received sacraments in the Catholic Church, but very few of them had been practicing their faith prior to being incarcerated. And as we know, none of us can truly be free if we are living our life outside of the sacraments. And um, by not going to confession, if we've been skipping out on Mass or or if we've committed other serious sins, we're cutting ourselves off from Holy Communion and all the graces that are are waiting to be poured on us. And so um, we just know that encouraging these women to get back into their faith to turn to God instead of the life that they've been leading, um, even though it might be challenging, that the payoff is, is it's just being kind and gentle to them. And, you know, when St. Paul was unjustly imprisoned in, in horrible conditions, which was basically a dark hole in the ground, um, he wrote beautiful letters from that horrible place that were filled with great joy. And it was because he was living out his faith that he was truly free in spite of his chains. And so it is with that spirit that we reach out to these women.
7: That's beautiful. Yeah, St. John of the Cross in that dark prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, I have dealt with a few prisoners, um, and I have seen that once they get away from the noise and craziness of their sinful life they mm-hmm. they have a routine that's forced upon them mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe i'm sure it's a lot less pleasant than a monastery or something but mm-hmm. it gives them the freedom to encounter christ uh, right i mean oh, they're, that's so they're true. enslaved to their sin mm-hmm. but then when they're locked up
6: mm-hmm.
7: they find real freedom i exactly. think
6: exactly it you know it 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 is forcing them to have a time of solitude, to be away from the environment that they were in that was possibly influencing them and in their choices. Um, I say the same about the hospital ministry. When we're laying flat on our back in a hospital bed, we're looking straight up at God and He mm-hmm. He grabs our attention. Those are both times of vulnerability for a person, whether they're in jail or, or in a hospital bed. and. And God often reaches us when we're at our most vulnerable and um, kind of brings us to our knees and He gently turns our faces towards Him and away from the the distractions of the world. And those are both prime places to reach out to people and uh, we just let those women know that this is not the the life that God wants for them. That, that like in Jeremiah, we're the Lord says, I have plans for you, plans to prosper and not to harm you. And that's where hope and, um, you know, Father Courtright, who is the administrator of the Catholic jail um, ministry, wants us to share the three theological virtues with the women, faith, hope, and love. And And we know they need to pay their debt for the crime they committed. That's important. We don't discount that in any way. But then we encourage them afterwards to live the life of freedom and dignity that Jesus truly created all of us for.
5: Yes, well, Susan, uh, you have a tremendous ministry and a tremendous story. And uh, we thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tell that story. Uh, to to us on on the live show with Real Presence Radio and uh, Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. God bless you for your work
6: oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you Bring,
5: bringing Christ to those people.
6: Well, thank you for having me yes. father and Mike
5: All right. Well, you have a blessed rest of your day Susan you as well. and uh, all the best to you as you continue this ministry Oh,
6: Thank you. God oh. bless you.
5: Yes, and God bless you.
6: Thank
5: you. All right uh, uh, We are on to the uh, uh, next is our 10-minute tour is coming up. I had to find my place here. Later in the show, we'll hear one woman's beautiful story of conversion during Inspired: Sharing Your Journey. We are broadcasting live from Queen of Peace, uh, excuse me, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary <laughs> in Stanley, North Dakota i am mike Kitrowski. and i'm father jason signalness and you are listening to real
0: presence live don't go away we'll be right back this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the real presence radio network
8: Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. 9 rosaries will be given away, one each week leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th.
3: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424.
0: The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877 795 This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. Uh, My name is Mike
7: Kidrowski. I'm Father Jason Signalis.
5: And we are your co-hosts for the uh, live show this morning. We are live from Queen of the Most Holy Rosary Parish in Stanley, North Dakota. And coming up is our 10-minute tour. And there is our sound effect. That is Aaron's car. He's going to uh, lead us around the network. We go first to Dickinson, North Dakota. And Nona is on the phone. Good morning, Nona. Good morning, everyone. And it is nice to have you on the phone. Thank you for being uh, on the show this morning. Tell us about the Friends of the Poor Walk and Run.
9: Okay. Our Friends of the Poor Walk and Run will be held on September 28th. The event will begin at 8.30 with registration. The walk run starts at 9 a.m. at the Dickinson West River Community Center. And that's Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Time. Many, many area businesses have provided us with door prizes that will be awarded in the community room following the race. St. Vincent de Paul of St. Patrick's Conference in Dickinson is a nonprofit, all volunteer organization that helps people living in poverty in the Dickinson area. We help with rent, utilities, some emergency food, car, and medical expenses, to name a few. Our area is also experiencing a homeless population increase. Together with other agencies, St. Vincent de Paul is trying to fill in the gaps where people fall through the cracks with an apartment, startup furniture, food, and cleaning supplies. In the last year, we've given away $17,000 in donated aid. St. Vincent de Paul has meetings at St. Patrick's Parish Center in Dickinson, North Dakota on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. Anyone interested in learning more about our work with the poor is welcome to attend and join in our meeting or call 701-483-6700. If you'd like to participate or make a pledge to the Walk for the Poor, please contact EPPOPwalk.org. Or
5: Yes, wonderful, Nona. Thank you very much for this special ministry that you have in Dickinson. And uh, we're off. uh, uh, Thanks again. And we're off now to Callaway, Minnesota, Father.
7: We're off to Callaway, Minnesota. We've got Ken on the phone to talk about a fall dinner and raffle. Ken, are you there?
10: Yes, I am.
7: Tell us about the event.
10: Well, it's, uh, it's a yearly event for us. Um, it's our full uh, bazaar and raffle. Uh, the raffle has gotten to be a pretty big thing for us. We have 117 prizes, uh, a lot of $200 prizes. So um, it's uh, worthwhile to come and get a good meal and um, and um, enjoy fellowship.
7: What uh, um, What's on the menu?
10: Uh, roast beef mashed potatoes and the girls are telling me that we're going to have real potatoes this year and And, um, then uh, it's um, mashed potatoes and gravy and green beans and um, of course the roast beef uh, and uh, what time what time does that start it starts at 10.30 and it ends at 1 o'clock
7: on Sunday, September eighth.
5: Yes. Yes, I can. I can just see that uh, roast beef, that mashed, real mashed <laughs> potatoes, and that gravy that's over them. I can just visualize that, and I just just about can taste it. Yeah, yeah, it,
10: it's uh, it's delicious.
7: Any other details you'd like to offer about that event?
10: Well, not so much about the event, but you know fall dinners are really um for the parish to come together and work together not not always about raising money All right and um a very so, good um,
7: parish event yeah so everybody yes. go check out the fall dinner and now we're off to minot
5: yes we're in minot north dakota next nadia is on the phone and uh, what a special uh Uh, A special event uh, going on there, Nadia. Thanks for joining us this morning.
11: Well, thanks for having me.
5: What's going on in Minot?
11: Well, um, starting September 23rd, we are having our fall version of the Discover Peace uh, small group program for post-abortive women. And and men can come too, but we would probably have a separate group for them. But... uh, you know, many women um, who have had past abortions uh, feel like um, they have no hope for their psychological or emotional symptoms that they might be having, and they feel very alone, and they don't maybe oftentimes dare talk to anyone. And I want to reach out to them and say there is uh, hope. You are not alone. You can find peace, and you can find healing. And uh, we have... Uh, program called discover peace that meets for seven consecutive mondays and starting september 23rd and i hope that anyone in that situation will call at 701-852-4675 that's dakota hope clinic in minot for information and consider attending this event
5: Yeah. Yes, uh, Nadia, thank you so much for this special ministry. And again, that number is 701 852 4675. It is uh, 100%, is this right, Nadia? 100% free and it is confidential.
11: Absolutely. We don't even disclose the location of the group to anyone except the participants.
5: So. Oh, this is Very just Very confidential. One. Yes, that's just a wonderful ministry, Nadia. Thank you so much for answering that call to serve. And you have a blessed rest of your day.
11: You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.
7: Now we're off to Lakeport, South Dakota. We have Ion on the line to tell us about the Lakeport Church Celebration. Ion, can you give us some details about that event?
12: Yes, thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, the church lakeport church will hold its 36th annual mass celebration at the church on sunday september 8th at 10:30. with father urban officiating uh, this this year the service will be recognizing the elm grove cemetery family uh, following the mass there will be a short dedication time and then we go on over to the American Legion Hall in Tabor for a uh, potluck dinner. And this, is, this old church was built in 1884, and we started having Mass there again in 1984, a 100-year celebration. It's located 10 miles west of Yankton, South Dakota, or 6 miles southeast of Tabor, South Dakota. And the Legion Hall that we eat at is at paper. And my, uh, my phone number, if they have any questions, I own at 605-661-4066.
7: So that's uh, 605-661-4066? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
12: yeah, that's right.
7: Well, thank you very much for sharing that, uh, that event with us. Thank you for uh, offering those masses and prayers for those who are in the cemetery there. May they rest in peace. It is
12: the oldest chalk rock, sta- oldest standing chalk rock church in South Dakota.
7: Okay, everybody, go check out the Lakeport Church celebration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
5: All you very much. Thank you, Ione. Now coming up next. Uh, that wraps up today's ten minute tour. We feature this every real presence live if you'd like to have your event featured please call brandon at 877 795 and we'd be very happy to feature it coming up next Sandra will will share her beautiful story of conversion during inspired sharing your journey we are broadcasting live from queen of the most holy rosary in stanley north dakota my name is mike kidrowski
7: and Father Jason signaled. Me.
5: Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. Don't go away. we got lots of stuff coming your direction.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. the University of
1: Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year on campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at
0: ComeToMary.com. That's ComeToMary.com. The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
13: Inspired, sharing your journey.
5: And we're back at the uh, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary in Stanley, North Dakota. My name is Mike kidrowski
7: And Father Jason Signal, And we're
5: co-hosts for this morning. And thank you for being with us uh, uh, next up is our new segment. Uh, it's called "Inspired," uh, sharing your journey. We have Sandra Will, a parishioner here at uh, Queen of uh, the Most Holy Rosary in Stanley, North Dakota. And uh, uh, Sandra, thanks, uh, thanks a lot for being on the air with us this morning.
13: Thank you. All I'm right. I'm excited and nervous and. Let's go. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, get it done. Well, wonderful. Uh, yes, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Now, uh, Sandra, can you tell me a little bit, or tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, please?
13: Um, I'm a. I am the oldest of five children. Okay. To my mother and father, May and Lester Paulson. Um, I'm a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother. Those things are the most important to me. Other other than that, I have been a teacher, a sub-teacher, involved in a lot of things at church over the years. I've been married to my husband, Don, for 53 years.
5: congratulations.
13: We were high school sweethearts. And looking back, I see how the Lord preserved us for each other. I was a died in the wool Baptist, and he was a died in the wool Catholic. And in the ni- early 1960s, that was still difficult. And uh, mm-hmm. the most important thing to both of us was that to go to church together. It was his desire, my desire. And in discerning what in the world we were going to do, because we were sure we were in love. Um, finally, somebody said to me, well, do you think you can worship God in the Catholic Church? And as I thought about that, I thought, I can so Absolutely. that's how I had a conversion experience to the Catholic Church, just because I wanted to get married to Don and I could worship there. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> okay, so this was uh, <laughs> so
7: that was the beginning.
5: Yeah, that
13: was the beginning. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: So this was this was back in the nineteen sixties. Yes. When uh, when you and uh, your husband Don met, and uh, did I get this right? Now he was Catholic. Yes. Oh, okay. And you met, and uh, you decided, yeah, this is going somewhere. Let's. Well, it took ser- a long time. It, it did. Did <laughs> <laughs> it, it take you? About seven
13: years. Seven years. Because <laughs> we were just little high school kids. Oh yeah. When we first started dating. Yeah.
5: You know, Father, we've heard uh, three stories now yes. about uh, uh, couples marrying high school sweethearts. Yeah, it's incredible. That never happened to me. <laughs> never happened to you either. No, <laughs> no that, that did not happen. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this is uh, this is a great story. Back in the nineteen sixties, of course. Um, uh, you know how was that a difficult uh, thing for you to uh, to do? Is uh, the the conversion? It was. Uh huh.
13: Mostly because of um, how. My family, extended family, you know, my parents, aunts, uncles Mm
5: -hmm.
13: would feel about me turning Catholic because that wouldn't have been a very happy event for most of them. Yeah, it was even
5: more difficult back in the 60s.
13: Oh, yeah. It was still
5: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
13: a difficult thing, but Mm
5: -hmm.
13: we were so on page about how we wanted to raise our children as far as parents going to church together and that it needed to be in unity that way.
9: Mm-hmm.
13: Um, so yeah. it was, there was no way Don could change. It was just not an option for him, but when somebody you know, finally said to me, well, can you worship God there? And I had a really good friend. When we were in college, we went to different colleges. And I formed a friendship with a girl in college who was a devout Catholic. And because I had been dating a Catholic, I found it easy to go with her, to uh, respect and appreciate her deep faith. And that also was a stepping stone, a helping point for me.
5: Mm -hmm. Well, folks, we are... uh, uh, at Real Presence Live here at uh, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary in Stanley, North Dakota, I'm Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Jason Signalness, the pastor of uh, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary. And we're visiting with uh, Sandra Will, parishioner here. She's a former educator. I have a special place in my heart for uh, educators. So thank you for uh, answering your call to serve in that capacity, uh, Sandra. And we're talking about her story of conversion to to the Catholic faith. And uh, now, as your heart was converted year by year, uh, you saw another conversion in your family. Can you tell us about your brother and what that meant to you to see him come into the Catholic faith as well? Well, that was pretty
13: interesting. Yeah, I should say so. <laughs> 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 um. Being raised uh, in an evangelical setting, my brother, um, after his deeper conversion as a young adult, um, decided to go to Bible school at Trinity Bible School in Ellendale, which is, you know, uh, Assembly of God, evangelical type. And he ended up going on at some point to St. Paul to... uh, uh, Bible school there, thinking he would be a preacher. I see. And never did quite finish that, but always had a calling to be a preacher. And he did do fill-in when pastors were gone, you know, in the area. He Mm -hmm. would be a guest speaker for the weekend and so forth. Eventually, he was a pastor in Newtown at the Church of Christ, and as he studied, he started asking questions that he couldn't get answers to. <laughs> yep. And reluctantly, Father Stephen Krantz, who was in oh, Newtown at oh, the time. Oh, many
7: years.
5: Yeah. Oh, yes. Forty years. A tremendous priest.
13: Finally gave in and started talking to my brother, because he was sure my brother was going to try to convert him. <laughs> and my brother, who had said he'd never go to a Catholic church, Started, started talking to this, uh, Father Kranz and eventually, because of their talks and the teaching, uh, Lynn called me up one day and said, Sandra, I'm going to be a Catholic.
11: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ah. about
13: fell over. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. And started giggling and giggled for the next few years as <laughs> he became a Catholic so full of love and devotion to his Catholic faith that it was amazing and that was in like around 2002 2003 oh, and okay. uh, six years ago he is it six six years ago he passed away from cancer hmm. so hmm. he was able to receive all of the sacraments in the Catholic Church and the anointing of the sick.
5: Praise be you know, God. M- a yes.
13: m- number of times, and when he was diagnosed with the cancer, he came to my mom and Naomi, my sister, and I, and said, "This is what I want you to do: that closing prayer on the Divine Chaplet of Mercy, where you just surrender it all mm-hmm. to God's mercy." Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted us to pray for him during that time, and he, it was a. Not a nice death, of course, but his just absolute giving over completely to the Lord in that suffering yeah. was a beautiful thing to witness.
5: What a great story. Sandra, thank you for, for sharing that. We'll be back uh, with uh, more of your story, Sandra. Uh, but coming up, we'll have more uh, as I mentioned, that this more of this great interview with uh, Sandra. Will we are broadcasting live today from Queen of P- Queen of the Most Holy Rosary Church in Stanley, North Dakota, and uh, I'm Mike Kedrowski, and Father Jason, and you are tuned into Real Presence Live. We'll have more of uh, the story of Sandra coming up. You uh, you you
0: you you won't want to miss it, folks.
8: Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. 9 rosaries will be given away, one each week leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. The Real
0: Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122.
5: Yes, we are back. Uh, My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Jason Signalis, the pastor of Queen of Peace, or Queen of the Most Holy Rosary (laughs) in Stanley, North Dakota. I'll get that right yet by the end of the show. And uh, we're visiting with uh, Sandra Will, who has an incredible conversion story. And she's not done yet, folks. She's got more to come. uh, Sandra, thank you for uh, for being with us this this morning and sharing your story. And you only have about a third of the story done. You have lots I, more yeah, to talk about. Yeah, I think about. you're
13: going to run out of time. Tell
5: me about your sister. <laughs> You've talked about your husband converting. Uh, and now we're talking about, when. and you talked about your brother that was uh, becoming a uh, uh, pastor in the uh, Assembly of God uh, uh, community. And he became Catholic. And now, what is the story on your sister, Sandra?
13: Well, over the years, of course, she watched my family uh, be, be faithful to the Lord in the Catholic Church. And um, we were raised with a mother that was a prayerful mom who was very full of the lord and and taught us the ten Commandments Mm -hmm. type of faith Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, as so many churches have become looser with the moral standards and their stand on faith she found that she could not go along with Changes that were contradictory to her basic faith. And she knew from what I have always been around her, what my brother Lynn had brought to her and been around her, that here in the Catholic Church, faith and morals is one thing that will never change, that the stand on faith and morals is cement. And that was her starting off point. And uh, at that point, she decided to uh, take instructions in the Catholic faith. Praise God. And here she is. is. (laughs) She's been a Catholic now three
5: years. (laughs) Yes, and we have uh, your sister Naomi in the uh, listening audience here. Welcome, Naomi.
13: But I I really feel like I, I want to explain a little bit more of how... I became a better Catholic as the years went by. Please.
1: Mm-hmm.
13: Um, the Lord has always been very important to me and um, I found through the Catholic charismatic renewal during the 60s 70s that was a great place for me from my evangelical background with uh, praise and worship And then it was in a Catholic setting, and I could find other Catholics who wanted that type of Mm -hmm. uh, expression to their faith. And then uh, Father Chris Walter got six couples together for Bible study, and we did that for over 20 years. Once a month, I read books, and then came Mother Angelica into my life. Yes. (laughs) Wow. And... With EWTN as such a good guide and, and so much information, it was always gathering more and more of, wow, you know, this is all that I get to be a part of. And then you had examples like Mother Teresa and Pope John Paul, and then mm-hmm. I'm driving home from Minot one day, and I find the Real Presence Radio on yeah. the station. Ah, praise be to God. <laughs> I was blessed with having a lot of wonderful priests in my 53 years as a Catholic. And then, I wanna tell you about my mom. Uh, Bless her Baptist heart, she would come to the baptisms, to the confirmations, and when she was 80 years old, she worked for the Tri-City unit up here that has the uh, challenged adults, that live here yes and she would go up there in the mornings to help one of the ladies get dressed and eat breakfast and there was a man there who kept trying to communicate her who couldn't talk Mm -hmm. and finally she asked other people you know what's what's he want well what he wanted was to talk to about her to about going to church And this little Baptist lady says, Well, isn't there anybody that takes him to church? Because he had a picture of our old Catholic church in Mm -hmm. his little photo album. Mm. She brought him to church for over two years on Saturday nights because she could do that and then go to her church on Sundays. Oh, my goodness. So, what a witness to the goodness and greatness of God that over the years, even though she said to my brother a number of times why did you do that you know (laughs) converting to the catholic faith Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but still the lord had worked in her heart to the point where she would bring this handicapped man to mass on saturday evenings and i don't know just just that she was such a staple in our lives for a deep faith and prayer oh. woman. prayer oh, yeah. warrior. She
5: has, she, you could tell that she has a, a big, big loving heart and uh, could uh, relate to people's needs, had that gift of empathy. And right. uh, so praise be to God for that. Um, well, folks, you are listening to Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting from uh, Queen of uh, the Most Holy Rosary in Stanley, North Dakota. My name is Mike Kidrowski, and I'm here with Father Jason Signalness, and we're visiting with Sandra Will, parishioner here at the uh, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, and uh, listening to her, not just her conversion story, but we're listening to the conversion of her sister, uh, the, the big heart of her mother, the conversion of her brother. And uh, now what things, uh, I think you mentioned this, but what things did you become involved with in the church over the years?
13: Uh, well, the first thing, when you become a member of the church in small towns, you become a member of the altar society. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and we need that a- was good. Need <laughs> yeah, that was good because then I got to know more people. More ladies in the Catholic Church, and the older ladies that were, you know, the steadfast of the time, and then the Bible studies. Um, of course, I, being the way I was, I wanted to teach CCD when my kids were going, so I was a catechism teacher for wonderful. Oh, I know. I at least fifteen years, uh, starting with doing the preschoolers first and then I did move up and do different things in the grades and uh, was a substitute when I didn't want to be committed to that mm-hmm. time all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I became more interested in attending daily mass so I try to get there at yes. least one other time during the week Sometimes twice, not so often, because we're on the go a lot. We have, uh, I forgot to say, we have three children. Yes. That's what make me a mother.
5: Well, That's And three big gifts, yes. yeah.
13: ten grandchildren and three great-grands. Wow. <laughs> and four of our grandchildren are in this community around Stanley, and the other six are in Minot, so I, we've been very involved in their lives and watched their faith life grow, and it's, it's, it's good. Yes. Um, my husband and I were Eucharistic ministers for about 25 years. Um, since Eucharistic adoration has been established in our uh, church setting, I've been one of the people that takes rotation Mm -hmm. Well, you
5: mentioned, uh, I I think, an interesting point here, that you found a love for daily Mass, and that is truly a gift. And, uh, gee, can you expand on that a little bit, please, uh, how uh, that has become such a a, a special gift for you?
13: Well, one of the things that... in being a Protestant. They always uh, kind of prided themselves on having church on Sunday yep. night and Wednesday night. And the, the priest here at that time said to me, but we have mass every day. Every
7: day. Every
13: day. Mm-hmm. And that meant something to me. Ah, and I just, I try to go with the idea this is Jesus. This is Jesus, my Lord.
7: Right. If Jesus and, is really present here.
13: Yeah. Why
7: and would you, it why took a while
13: to, for me to grasp that even. Yeah. And, you know, once I did, I need, I need him, and I need him to give me the strength to get through, just get through life. And mm-hmm. I know that happens here
14: mm-hmm,
13: when yes. I come to daily mass.
5: Now, uh, we have just a couple minutes left, uh, Sandra, and thank you very much for taking time out to be with us this morning. As you look back now at all, at all this, what reflection uh, would you share about this journey, incredible journey, and the journey that your family has been on?
13: Well, it's amazing. Life Amen. is not simple, uh-huh. not easy. There are all kinds of ups and downs, but... Right now, at 74 years old, I can say, God is good. God is good. God is faithful. <laughs> God is trustworthy. God is steadfast. God is loving. God is true. <laughs> All of those things. Amen. And Amen. how looking back to preserve and take me through that and my family and my loved ones and my yes. friends to share that with them is
5: Thank you very much, Sandra, for uh, sharing your story. What an incredible story. I'm sure that uh, the hearts have been touched uh, in the last few minutes we've been vis- uh, visiting. They've been touched with your witness to your faith and your love for Christ. And the Eucharist is what you uh, uh, just explained. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, uh, we are... At the end of our show, Father uh, yes, Jason, uh, thank you very much for the invitation. We'll send thank it you back. For coming. Yes, uh, our pleasure. Thank, uh, and uh, we'll send it back to Aaron, who will preview the next show. Aaron.
14: Thank you very much, Mike. It has been an amazing show today. We've had so many great guests, and we've got some more coming up here on Monday. We're coming to you live from the University of Mary, just down the street from you guys, and <laughs> we will be hosting. Or Father Craig Vasek will be the host, and we'll have Jennifer Lowell to talk about the the question if it's possible to approach the topic of why artificial reproduction is wrong from a non-religious perspective. She'll be she'll be giving us more of an insight as the filmmaker, uh, film producer, and bioethicist. We'll also be praying for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. Father Craig will be the host for Straight Talk. Get those questions ready from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. Then Dale Lennon will be with us from the University of Mary to share about a new Greatness Through Virtue strategic plan. We'll hear a little bit more about that. Don't want to give too much away. We'll also have the 10-minute tour of local events, our our own Mike Kodrowski here will be with us on Monday to talk about gifts anyone can afford through heart of your legacy. And Shauna Olson will be with us to preview the summit 2019 coming up in the Diocese of Rapid City. All of this coming up on real presence live Monday morning, nine to 11 central Mike.
5: Yes. Uh, thank you very much, Aaron, for the, uh, for the summary of what's coming up on Monday. Looks like a great show. Excellent. And uh, again, uh, we are in Stanley, North Dakota, and uh, the sun is still shining, Father Jason. What a beautiful day, and uh, a welcome back from your clergy conference, yes. and I just wanted to say how, uh, what a pleasure this was to meet some of your parishioners and uh, be a part of uh,
7: yeah in these small towns there's a lot of uh, a lot of faithful people that have wonderful stories of faith to share so amen I'm glad we could do that with the yeah. help of real presence radio
5: yes father thank you father jason and uh, I, I want to thank all our guests this morning that had participated in the show um it, it was an incredible, the, the incredible stories of faith have just uh, touched my heart and touched many hearts out there, I'm sure. So again, on behalf of Father Jason Signalness, uh, I'm Mike Kidrowski. Thanks again for, what, for uh, listening in, and
0: we'll see you next time.